BFFs, Heather here, and I'm so excited for y'all to get to know my friend and your new BFF, Carrie Ray Gailey. She is going to tell us about all of her latest. You will laugh, and if you are like me, you may shed a few tears. Thank you, friends, so much for joining us, and we hope that you will be encouraged by all that Carrie has to say. First, we would like to say hello to our friends at Dyson for creating a magnificent hairdryer that will dry your beautiful mane at lightning speed. No joke. Thank you, Dyson. I'm just still <laughs> laughing over y'all's thong situation. Now, see, I'm a thong girl, so that's what's cracking me up if y'all hate them. So, Why you, what, tell, sell us on a thong. Sell us on it. Tell us the pros of the thong. You got to find the right kind. You have to find the right one that fits you. There's only, there's like a Victoria's Secret one that I swear by because it just lays on your body. It doesn't grab on the sides. It doesn't, because I, I, I will not wear them. If they cling to my body or they like indent on my, I, I hate those. I will pull them off in three seconds flat. But I have some that I swear by and it sounds, just because I don't want, I do not want that panty line and certain leg, if I wear like my Spanx leggings, I'm, I'm never going to be commando. And there's a lot of girls I have found that don't wear drawers at all. And I'm like, what? And then, I mean, I'm like, and now at this stage, I'm like, I told Roman the other day, I was like, if I start laughing, I'm going to tinkle on myself. And he's like, Carrie. And I was, it was at, it was at Zeus in my, in my red dress. And I said, I have, I've got, I had to wear like a certain panty. And he was like, why are you wearing? I was like, cause I will tinkle on myself laughing and then it'll be bad. And he was like, Oh my gosh, I did not want to know that. I was like, well, just get ready. So, I mean. Where we are. So, it's thongs, we, are. we love thongs. So, I mean, I want y'all to find the right thong because I don't want you to give up on the thongs just quite yet. I don't know. You love thongs. I don't know about us. Okay, I'm going to pause right here so that we can introduce you to all the BFFs because you are a BFF that. All the other BFFs need to know, and we're with Carrie Ray Gailey today, and we're happy to have you today, Carrie. Thank you for joining us, and Carrie and I have been friends for many, many years, and we go all the way back to our bulldog days, <laughs> where we have some dogs up in here. We go all the way back to our MSU days, so we're happy to have you, and so glad you could join us. So excited to be here. Like, I'm stoked. I'm so fired up. I could do a cheer right We're now in the, in, in the hub city this morning. We are pumped. So what's the weather like in Hattiesburg today? It's not cloudy. Now it's poured down rain like a mother load for uh, a month and a half now. But um, I hope it's over. I hope it's finally, like, stopped. Because I feel so bad for people in Jackson that the flooding. But... We are we are definitely not flooded, but it's rained like I might need an arc before long. What about y'all? It's that sounds painful. It's raining in Meridian as we speak. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it's it's just gray in Tennessee. It's just gray. So okay, you're out with major pain right now. Are you Girl, are you out on the walk? Major pain is an English cream golden retriever. And he is almost four years old. He'll be four in April. He's looking at me because he knows I'm talking about him. Um, he is just been the most, he's just been a true blessing in our lives and really more me. And so it's funny y'all talked about your 2020 goals. And I cracked up on that podcast because I was like, oh my gosh, I do it every year. 
and so far I'm knocking them out. But one of them was for him to become a therapy dog. And because he's been such a therapeutic dog for me and our family, I was like, you know, Lord, I feel like there's a ministry with this because he's so good with people. And um, I decided really probably a month and a half ago just to take the plunge and take him to some nursing homes. And he had been there before with Roman's grandmother visiting her, and they just lit up when they saw him. I took him to this place here in Hattiesburg. Well, then I um, did great. And we were in the dementia care, and we went to the memory care, all of them, at this one place that was a big facility. And then he did awesome. And it, I, I got the car bald crying because it was just absolutely precious watching him. Kind of the, the people remembered things. They remembered their their dog or it was just so therapeutic, and um, we got in the car, we left, and then I went to another place, because I think in, a lot of people are fearful about setting goals and doing things, and I was like, you know what, all they can say is no, if they don't want me to be there, they, they can just look at him and say no, so um, that was a huge thing, I never even thought about the fact that they could have said, you know, are you trained, it was like, no, I was like, who's training him, I was like, me, <laughs> and they were like, <laughs> Because he does tricks, he does things, but like he can pose for the picture. Like I can tell him to sit there, and he can will literally look at a camera. And so um, they cracked up. But I took him to the hospital here, which there's two major hospitals: Merritt Wesley and Forest General Hospital. And um, Forest General is pretty it's pretty nationally known, I think. And so I took him over there, and we had an interview. He has a file at the hospital, which cracks me up. He is one of the therapy dogs now. And they did a video of him last, like, Valentine's Day. They followed us with the marketing team. I'm telling you, God has just, like, opened a thousand doors for us. And um, we're trying to get to Blair Batson. But he is so precious with these people. And they cry. Like, they cry when they see him. And they just love on him. And he treats each person differently. And so I really think God jumps in his body. And he just gives them that, um, that tender love that they need or that the staff just freaks out over him. They love him. And it's just absolutely been a blessing to, to both of us. And so um, I, it's my little ministry. So it's just gone off the charts. So we're just thrilled about it. That is so exciting to hear. And I just, I just love how you said that you just stepped out past the fear and God just keeps opening doors. I just love to hear that because that's so encouraging. I think a lot of the that time, is- go ahead, Heather. Huh? I was going to say that is encouraging because, uh, I mean, a lot of people want to do things, but they're afraid of what the people around them will think. They they do. And I honestly, I think with this, I, I, I kept really praying about, you know, I, I'm at a stage in my life where I've done so many different jobs. I've done a thousand jobs, but I, um, but I wanted something that I like to use my gifts and my talents where I could really empathize with people, where I could hopefully encourage them and give back. And I think so many people want to do something where they can give back, but they just don't know what they can do. And I just felt like I was looking at him. I saw how people that would normally be scared to death of a dog and he just melts them. And I thought, you know, we can encourage them. Honey, we took Valentine cards, these people to all the different places, to the hospitals and just a little cheesy little Valentine card with a little Bible verse. And we signed, I signed our names on the back. You would have thought I had given them a, lottery ticket which actually one man this is hilarious he was in a dementia care and he thought i gave him a ticket to a club in new orleans (laughs) 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 
I wanted to go dancing with his ticket. I was like, let's go. Let's go dance. And Major Payne will go with you dancing. That's so cute. It was nice. He thought he was at Mardi Gras. He was headed to Mardi Gras. (laughs) That's so fun. Well, I love that you're doing this. I think it's a great way to use your gifts. And I I just, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I went to this marketing CE class on Friday and it was Mm -hmm. four dental practices, but they showed that this one dentist, and I don't know where his practice is, but he has a dog named Steve. And Uh Steve wears, I don't know how he gets around all the regulations and brings this dog into his clinic. But anyway, Steve wears a different shirt just about every day. He's on their Instagram. While you're having a procedure done, if you want Steve to lay on your chest, he uh-uh. will. Uh-uh. <laughs> and he, he's, he's real still. He lays on the patient's chest, and they they pet him the whole time. He never moves. But the owner, the doctor, said that it, in the afternoons when they get home, Steve is exhausted from the day. He does not want to <laughs> He touched. is. <laughs> he's I believe out. him. Is major pain like that at yes. the end of the day? Does he not even want you to rob him? Well, no, no, he's all about that. In fact, he's like looking <laughs> at me right now because he's like, what in the world? You're talking about me a lot. Um, but he, like when we go to places, this is what I do. And people, I, I, I'm not, I know this sounds so, people may think this is, my mom calls it the word hokey, but I think it's like, because this is such a, I'm such, I'm so serious about this ministry and because I love it and because I really want, you have to take in consideration all the different people you're going to come in contact with. And before we get out of the car in the back of the truck, I put my hands on him and I pray over him and I pray over us for protection because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, we're around wheelchairs. We're around all kinds of stuff. And two different times we've had situations where older people have been over and they've been, they've been petting on him and loving on him. And then they, they lose their balance. And so they have, I'm always like, Oh yeah, you're like, you have to really, like, I, I get it why they have to have, have regulations because we have to be super careful um, in making sure that their techs and their people are with us at all times because, you know, they they, they literally do kind of like have an outer body experience, the, the patients and not the staff, but the patients because they are so enthroned by him and they are like, it takes away their pain for a minute. And they like are happy. They they completely forget why they're there, whether they have dementia or not in the hospital. And so I completely agree with with them on on that level because he is calm as a cucumber. I mean, he does not like yesterday we were at, at the hospital and one of them threw something accidentally and he flinched a little, but I, because I was with him and holding him in a lot of cases, like he didn't freak. He doesn't bark. He barks at a crock pot. He barks the most random stuff, but he will not get in the water. He doesn't like to hunt, and that's what's so funny about his breed. You would think he would love that, but he doesn't. And so this is perfect because he he's utilized, but he is worn slap out. He just wants that peanut butter when we get home. That's his treat is real peanut butter. So I load him down with some peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> and a rub because he, he is male. Let's, let's remind ourselves of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he still wants the rub. <laughs> He's like up against my leg right now. He's like, would you please just touch me? I'm sorry. I wonder if a female service dog would be that way at the end of the day. You know what? I 
never met a female service dog. One's Jack, that's there, and then Major. I mean, I don't know. I've never really thought about that, but I really don't, I've not come across any females because they don't need Maybe it. Maybe there's a reason. No, they don't need that. Maybe there's a reason for that. Cutting, <laughs> <laughs> if they're older, they're like, don't touch me. I'm in a puzzle. I don't touch me at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Listen, that makes me think about um, when you, we were talking about females and what you're doing with teen girls. You have a whole ministry with that as well. I do. It's crazy. This thing started like, I mean, the the way these, these, these things I do, like origin, like how they, they come about are just nuts, but probably there's four girls that I used to mentor. They're 27 now and I still talk to them. They send mes- messages to me all the time. Well, when they were in high school, which is a long time ago, over 10 years ago, there, we, I just became friends with the girls and they needed a, somebody to talk to that wasn't their mama when they were in trouble or they were having to deal with different situations. And so we just bonded and we would meet all the time and we would go have ice cream or we'd go the, go the mall, help pick out the bathing suits. They looked like a hoochie mama at the beach. When, I mean, that was the time where they didn't really have phones. They had phones, but not to the level that it is now. And the mothers were so thankful because I would tell them in a nice, lovely way that their child was doing something they didn't need to be doing. And the girls knew that. They knew that I was going to tell their mom if I needed to kind of be the buffer. So that way it wasn't like, cat fight with mom daughter have to this day i'm still super close in fact i saw one lives in colorado and we she calls me all the time and it's just been such a neat thing so that segued into hey let me really work on this and speak to these girls nowadays from middle school to high school and just helping them to realize that that they are uniquely and wonderfully made and that they don't need to be doing nude shots on their phone and that think about it five about 10 seconds you know, it got, I mean, I get serious from the Snapchat pictures because there's been so many girls that we know that have taken pictures and because they're they're pressured by a guy and then they're like, oh, my gosh, maybe I shouldn't do this. But I feel like I'm he's going to because they'll say I'm going to blitz it out to 10 other girls, 10 to, to other girls that you're not or that they're, they're just totally bullying. Bottom line. And then mm-hmm. they send a picture of a nude shot and then they go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. And then the boy screenshotted it, and he sent it out to the entire school, which has happened multiple times to some girls here that I know of. And they're devastated. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all, there, there's absolutely no reason why. And I say this in my, in my, my um, speeches and stuff, that if you'll just think for longer than 10 seconds, when you like a guy or, or, you're, or you feel like it's the thing to do, just realize that is out there. You can't take it back. And there's absolutely no reason why you need to allow yourself to do something like that. Because first of all, who wants to take a picture of their boobs? Boobs are not pretty. I mean, I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, if you pay for them, they are. I mean, mine aren't, but. <laughs> I'm Some just like. They will probably beg to differ. They're probably like, I love my booze. I mean, I'm like, oh, just don't. Uh, I mean, I've had some women, some grown women that have had surgery that have wanted to show me. I mean, they'll just, they want to lift up their shirt. I've even had one one try to get me to, they're like, touch it. It feels real. No, thank you. (laughs) They do. They do. And I'm just like, I'm good. They're so proud of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do, but I'm like, you know what? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. 
and what I do do when I, when they sit down at my speeches and stuff, I make them, I make them put their phone up and then I make them, um, or I ask them to put their phone up. And then I also tell them to hop up and move to a different table to somebody they don't know. And when they sit down and they're looking at people they don't know, then they're not a, then they don't feel that pressure to sit there and talk. And I say, okay, now let's look at each other and introduce yourself and say one thing that comes to your mind about that person next to you that you could compliment them on. Because guess what? They may not be compliment. They might, they might, you don't know their situation. You don't know if their parents are fighting at home. You don't know if they're suicidal. You don't know what they're going on. But if you can point out one thing on them that is positive, then you just made their day, you know? And so, I mean, it's just neat because I kind of get them to think to where I can suck them into talking about real issues. And then all of a sudden they're not feeling the pressure to talk to their friend or look at their phone. And then that way, if I can just kind of bless them for maybe a 30 minute talk, then maybe they'll think to call me. I give my phone number out when I do it because if they need somebody to talk to that's unbiased, then they do it. So there's probably good Lord. I don't even know how many girls have my phone number, but a lot. Um, (laughs) But no wonder you stay up so late and sleep so late. Uh, You're up talking on the phone. (laughs) I do. have a million teenage daughters. It sounds like. I do. I love it. I'm thankful for it. I just feel like I just, you got, there needs to be somebody approachable for them. And I feel like I they need that. And they need to know that, you know, that they have to, the, the pictures where they stand, where they're holding their arms down. I mean, like, I just, I just have a certain side they have to stand on. There's so much pressure to be perfect. And, you know, if I can just say, hey, you're amazing. You're amazing for your flaws. You're amazing for, you're, you're, y'all are all different. If we were all the same, we would be, it'd be so weird. That's why there's only one you. I just preface to them. There's only one you that God created. And that's what's so special about you is there's nobody else like you in this world. So embrace that and don't feel like you're weird because you have freckles all over your face. I have a, I have a, you know, a birthmark on my cheek and I'm like, I hated it. And now I'm like, it makes me unique. I just certain things that you need to to really love about yourself. And so hopefully I can embrace that all. Mm-hmm. And Susan, I, I don't know if you are aware of this, but Carrie does not have teenage daughters. So she, Carrie has a son named. I a stepdaughter. Fletcher. And a stepdaughter. That's right. That's right. Yeah. How old is your stepdaughter? She's 15. Oh, you have a teenage daughter. Oh, yes, Lord. But I don't, but, but, yes, but we don't. we don't have her as much as like, we would love to have her more, but she lives in Destin. So she's there a lot. So she's, she's not, um, in Mississippi a lot. So. But that gives you a different perspective, I think, on teenage girls to where I think you're probably even more approachable than say another mom at school of a teenage daughter. Yes. Thousand percent. And I've kind of, they kind of know because I've spoken so many different places around here. They actually, they, I mean, cause we've had conversations about real stuff. Because here's the other thing. A lot of the, that what they don't know is the moms have group texts. And so a lot of the problems that I find, the moms are talking. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, Sally Q and Jeannie B are at it because of something that's been happening in a group. And they all lit up when I had those conversations. And even the moms almost died. But I was like, you know, let them be themselves. That's when we were growing up. I mean, I didn't, my mom knew about stuff, but it was never to the degree that it is now where they're all trying to outdo each other. 
it's I, it's completely exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I probably wow. just said something I shouldn't have said, but you know what? It's the truth. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't send Carrie hate mail, please. <laughs> please. Lord. The your, as, as Kelly Rippa says, put your thumbs away. Don't text Carrie with, with hate text. <laughs> But it's true. I mean, it's totally true. I'll defend you, Carrie. I think that's definitely. um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heather and I tried to, we stayed out of that with our teenage girls. But I love that you're helping teenage girls because you have so much fresh energy for them because you don't have them in your home. I love that. No. (laughs) It's just hard because you want to help them so much. You want to, you want to, you want them to embrace their, their life where they are right now. And I think we're always looking for the next season and the next season. Well, honey, I'm in the season. I'm seeing all these people that are like in dementia care. And I'm like, enjoy your life. Enjoy every segment of your life because you blink and all of a sudden your little 20, your little 15 year olds are going to be 25 and then you're going to be, whoa, what happened? And so, I mean, I just want them to love who they are now. Carrie, I want to revisit the picture taking because I'm just curious to know what do you think the motivation is behind the nude photos? Pressure. I think they are pressured. I think the things that they are facing is, um, it's like one guy that was a physician here that was a pediatric a pediatrician. He was saying that they're on call, they're on call on that phone 24 hours a day. They can't feel like they can turn it off. So if they don't immediately reply to somebody then they feel like oh my gosh then somebody's not gonna like me and then that pressure just weighs and weighs and weighs and so then when these some of these innocent girls that you know are on there or they have are they're taking pictures and size oh my gosh you're so hot then all of a sudden they snapchat them and say i really like you and the more they talk and talk to them then next thing you know they ask why don't you send me a picture of this and then they and I know those girls, there was like four of them, or maybe three, it was three that were asked by one guy to send a, send a nude shot. And they were at a church retreat, and they were talking in a small group and realized that they were all being asked by the same person because the way things, and it all, and they had done, and then all of a sudden uh-huh. you've got this situation. And so I think the pressure, 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 and then they realize, oh my gosh, why'd I do that? So if I can enlighten them to say, I don't know, I always tell myself to wait 10 seconds before I'm, if somebody's, if I don't, when I'm trying not to react about a situation, then just hold on, just hold on, Sally. Don't, don't do it. Just, if, if you have to think of me screaming in the back of your head, don't do it, don't do it. Then, and I told them that, I tell them that every time, maybe that'll spur a mindset to say, hey, this is going to, this is something I can't take back, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think it's just absolute pressure all the time to be perfect and to, and it's, and they, and they minimize it in their mind. Like, Oh, it's not a big deal. And then they do it. And then they're like, Oh God, it was a pretty big deal that I did that. Because then I think the conscience takes over and then all of a sudden they're like, their, their parents find out or it all rolls. Cause this is a small town, probably like any other town. And then unfortunately it, blows up sadly it's sadly i think it's normal for yeah Yeah. my my younger um my younger daughter is in high school now and it's such a big difference now our older ones were homeschooled and so they were probably in a very unique bubble but i was so shocked 
to find out that these kids, what is normal for them, now this is a Christian school, what is normal for them, if, if you say you have a boyfriend, you know, if you, you know, make it formal, you have a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, everyone assumes that you are having sex, even if you're not, because to them, that's what it means to have a boyfriend. And so my daughter won't even date. She's like, no, uh -oh. I don't want that. And I'm like, you are kidding me. I was so surprised that that is what is considered normal for that age group. And so the, um, yeah, so what is considered normal to them is so strange compared to how we grew up. I mean, what, and, you know, sending a new just fits into that whole scenario. It's, it's, um, kind of crazy and scary to me that they would consider that normal well something that just kind of spurred to me when you said that um i had a conversation with my son probably god it's been a long time ago maybe six months ago um and he, i said something about he was dating this young lady and i said about how when i was in college i went on a date with one guy and i ran home and changed clothes and went on a date with another guy but they didn't know that i had two dates in one night and I remember how exhausting it was trying to figure out how to get back in time. And that we didn't have phones. I remember my roommate was dying out laughing. And I was like, I've got to get back, change, go to the next date. And I told her, and her mouth dropped. I was like, so y'all, when y'all date, just like you said, it's one person. It's not, let's go out with a whole bunch of people. And I, mm -hmm. she was like, oh, yeah, you would be considered like a hoe. And I was like, are you kidding <gasps> me? And so Fletcher was like, so Fletcher died out laughing. He was like, mom, you're, <laughs> I was like, I was like, we dated all the time. We had different dates all the time. We yeah. did not take a single person. They do not do that. My, they do not do that. My daughter, my daughter said the exact same thing to me because I had <laughs> so many boyfriends in high school. You would have been a hoe. You would have been a hoe. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was mortified. I was like, I've never been, I was like, are you serious? She was like, yes, you do not do that. And I was like, oh, well, Lord, have mercy. Well, no wonder, I guess I was exhausted by the time I got, went to have like mozzarella cheese sticks at Harvey's at Mississippi State and ran back and went to see Legends of the Fall with Tristan of Brad Pitt and was like, call it a day. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. They skip they skip all the fun part. I don't understand these kids. I really don't. They just skip straight to, you know, let's go. And I, I mean don't think I they really, pay. Yeah, they they they're just it's so <laughs> it's such an odd world. I mean mm -hmm. such an odd world. I've been in so much it, trouble. Well mm -hmm. the thing about it is too, when you were talking about the boys asking for a new picture. I mean, I just was sitting there thinking, you know, the big deal for us in high school and college for a boy was to ask you to homecoming or to a date party in college. No, I mean, nobody would have dared ask for a nude anything. I mean, that just, and I wonder too, and y'all tell me what y'all think about this, but the style of dress has changed so much that I feel like sometimes when I turn on social media, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm sitting here looking at my friend's daughter's boobs. I mean, I can see just about everything, but the nipple is showing. I well, mean, do y'all think that has something to do with it? I mean, the style of, I mean, they're about half naked as it is yes. publicly. Yes. It's, a, it's, it's I insane. Think it's, yeah. I think it's this whole sexual revolution, the whole 
um you know we can everybody can have as much sex as you want it has broken down the social norms and um but it's you know used to there used to be a, a pattern to how things went you know you had a first date and if it was super duper good you might kiss him good night and you know there was a pattern to how things went and now there's no there's they have taken all of the lines off the road like you can't even see the lanes anymore and i think that's why mm -mm. they're either sitting on the sidelines and not dating at all because there are no guidelines i mean i know i've talked to heather about this but my nephew um you know he he has been um uh, he asked a girl out she was furious with him because she was um not heterosexual and he was like how am i supposed to know that and why would that make you mad she was furious there was another girl that he finally decided to ask they went out to coffee she asked him back to her apartment and he was like whoa slow this train down see <laughs> this is coffee 10 a.m oh my gosh she was furious because he turned her down and he's like what in the he double toothpicks is going on around here you can't ask anybody out you might make them mad you can't turn them down you might make them mad but if i ask her i'd be accused of sexual harassment i mean these yes. people i feel sorry for our kids because they're playing on a field with no rules i mean it's just uh-uh you know and they're all trying to communicate via text which doesn't um <laughs> allow for nuances so no. it's no wonder that it's a mess no wonder like, they're like hey you're cute can i have a nude whoa come out slow down <laughs> you skipped about 100 steps just crazy I think my mouth crazy would never stuff. shut my mouth would my mouth would literally never shut if somebody sent me a message saying, hey, can you send me a nude? I'd be like, uh, like a, my nude lipstick, because that's about the only thing you're going to be seeing. I mean, I don't even I grasp it. I but I will say, you made a comment about something that I just think it all, that's the thing that if I can drill into, and sometimes the moms are there, which is good. I love it when the moms are there because then I can kind of, and they always say, can you come talk to our moms group or whatever? I'm like, sure. Um, but it all goes back to self-worth. It all goes back to them. If I can drill into them for that little minute of time, you you are here for a reason. You are here because they're, they're I just keep saying, do you realize that there's nobody like you? So the things that you can do with your life were endless. You with God, anything's possible. And I, and then all of a sudden, I say, you know what? On top of that, I love the fact that you you can do whatever you want to do in your life. And I think looking back on my life and all the different seasons I've had, but God's built me in certain ways to hopefully. I mean, I may not be a CEO president, but I hopefully can impact somebody and help them where they are in their life. And to me, that's pretty pretty neat to be able to, to do something like that. And there was another part I went was going to, was going to go with that um, about the moms. And it just left me. That's what happens when you get older, you forget mid sentence, what you were going to say. And it was so dang good. And I can't remember it now. Okay, I well, let, me, let me see if this, see if this jots your memory. So 
about moms. And this is another thing that I can't really understand. And I've laughed about this with Susan because talking about social media and the way people dress now, over gra the graduation period, all these families were posting pictures. And I noticed like the daughters would have on these tops and dresses that were no joke, cut down to the belly button. I mean, everything's yes. showing. But the ironic thing about it was the mom sitting next to them between the dad and the daughter would have on a turtleneck. <laughs> so, I, I mean, Sally Sue has got it all hanging out. And, and both of the parents are smiling. And I'm thinking if I was sitting next to my daughter, first of all, I wouldn't be smiling. And my husband <laughs> wouldn't just be sitting next to her. <laughs> He would come unglued. But that that's the thing. I feel like the parents are going along with some of this craziness. Like that's what that's and what I can't you, wrap my brain yes. around. And how do you expect a boy, a boy, I have a boy who's sitting there with the girl and their boobs are hanging out. I mean, you know his mind's gonna run. You know he's gonna be like, Well, Lordy be. I'm I mean like, forget about the boundaries. I mean, that's what I, that's what it was. Boundaries. The more boundaries yeah. you place for your children, you're not their best friend. You're their parent. And I feel like that that is where, because let me tell you, my child now who's almost 21 says, Mom, I will give my kids boundaries. Y'all made my boundaries really tough. But guess what? Because of the boundaries, I'm going to hopefully raise my kids that way because if I didn't, I would probably be dead. I'm I mean, so glad we're talking about this, Carrie, because we have a lot of listeners that are between the ages of 35 and 45. Okay. A lot of listeners. And so they, and a lot of them have small children. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're looking into all this teenage business from the outside. They haven't gotten here yet. And you know, when you only have small children and you look around and you see your friend and her daughter's bosoms hanging out and her son uh -huh. speeding down the road in the pickup truck at 90 miles an hour, you think my child will never do that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> We all never know not to say, say that. But, but, yeah, never but say we never. never. We didn't then. And so a lot of our listeners have small children right now. And mm -hmm. they or they they don't have children. I mean, we have listeners we're learning that are in their 20s, that are newly married or about to be married. So yeah. they they are, they're listening. And, and a lot, I mean, I thought that. I thought, oh, I'll, you know my child would never do that. And, you know, I've had to say before, the skirt is a little too short. We need to change. Right, right. now. Not not in 10 minutes, but now. Um, right. <laughs> yesterday. How about yesterday? I'm going to pray about it. No, I prayed about, Lord said, go put on a, a toboggan. You need to go put on a skirt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of things that, Looking back, you know, of my of Fletcher, he'll be twenty one next in March, and I see things that like, you know, the, the different stages of his life. That if you had told me when he was four years old, well, I would be going through the rest of his life. I would have been like, "You have lost your mind." And 
when I say what's happened with him and how he's an absolute miracle and how God's using him, you know, you always go, oh God, I don't want to be that person. I hope this doesn't happen to me, but God has given us so much grace. And that's why I feel like I've, I'm, I've a, I'm a complete ministry in so many ways, because I can empathize with people of what we've dealt with and be real about it. Because the more you have blinders on with your, with your life and your children, the worse it's going to be if you are going to be in denial about it, just being straight up honest. You've been listening to Life Coach BFF with Susan and Heather. Wow, what a story Carrie has to share. We want you to hear the entire conversation, so our next podcast will have the remainder of this moving interview with Carrie Gailey. Share your thoughts with us at susan at lifecoachbff.com or heather at lifecoachbff.com. Follow us on Instagram so you can see our real-life shenanigans. And hit that subscribe button where you listen to podcasts. Remember, we're always cheering for you and you're not afraid to do scary things. Take care till next time.